When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. There is a factory at the North Pole Shrouded in secrets and snow Often described as a modern atrocity By those who work there and those in the know Beyond the smokestacks and small shack-like dwellings The owner lives like a king Barbed wire fences, mutated reindeer These are just some of his favorite things One small elf Martyred himself so the truth could be known Brutally murdered and smeared in the snow Santa Claus ordered Death of an elf Often when she elf Have become young ladies They're carried off in the night To become toys of a sexual nature After narcotics have reduced their fight I have heard stories of it would make you quite sick Some say the proof is the factory bosses Have breeding forces who look like St. Nick One small elf Martyred himself so the truth could be known Brutally murdered, smeared in the snow Santa Claus ordered the death of an elf. Hey, freaks, it's Friday, December 18th, 2020. Coming up on the program today, your tits have surpassed the alphabet and your nipples are bigger than pizza. Plus, a white trash ex-girlfriend comes back to the trailer park to claim her man. And which infamous celebrity might cut off his dick in less than two weeks? Find out today on DV. I'm retarded. <laughs> And I love the aftertaste of semen in my mouth. The whole thing was a fabrication. I want black ripe uncut dick now. Try new peanut butter aids. It's the Distorted View Show with Tim Henson. Yes, Tim Henson back here one more time as we end the week with the Friday show. And we are inching ever closer to the holidays. Listen to that jingle jangling. I'm a Christmas tree. I'm a Christmas tree. Everybody hangs their ornaments on me. Oh, if that didn't put you in the Christmas mood, don't worry. I'll get you there. I've got some recently uncovered footage of our good friend CB Walker hosting his own Christmas special on New York Public Access. He's all dressed up for the occasion. I love that every time C.B. Walker dresses up, it involves toilet paper in some way, shape, or form. You know, 
for Halloween, he dressed up like a mummy. I'm a mummy! That was pretty much just him wrapped up in toilet paper. Ah. It was a costume on a budget. I can respect that. For his Christmas ensemble, it looks like he just wrapped some garland around his neck as a scarf. And uh, he's wearing the same head wrap he always wears, except he... um glued a ball of toilet paper, white toilet paper on the top. Little white ball there like it's a Christmas hat. See what CB Walker has to say. Good evening (laughs) New York City. Oh, I miss CB so much. I'm so happy to be here. I kind of know CB. I'm going to see if I can get him on the show. I know he's retired, but maybe I can persuade him to come on and wish you guys a a Merry Christmas or something next week. Uh, New York City. How you doing, Matt? Uh, I'm doing well. <laughs> yes, Lord, I'm doing well. For those of you that don't remember, because it's been a while since we played CB Walker. Again, he's been retired. He was really active in like, uh, I, I, you know, like 2007 to 2012, like that period of time. Uh, he was on New York Public Access, and he was a psychic energy reader. Don't call him asking for your a future to be told. He doesn't do that. He reads your energy. A lot of people don't get that. Well, a lot of people just call in to prank poor CB. You know, I got to say this here. I'm sorry. I wasn't here last week. I'm so sorry. But CB had things to do. I can't be up in here every week helping y'all out. Cussing and fussing every week. I have to enjoy myself too. So that's just what I did. I enjoyed myself. Uh-huh. But I'm <laughs> here back with each and every one of you. Isn't that wonderful? Uh. By the way, don't I look fabulous? <laughs> yeah, I do so. You know I know it's for the holidays. I got to do something. Every time the holiday come around, I got to do something for you. So this is what I did here. And anybody can do this. This is what they call a garland. I believe that's what they call it there. Right. Like right Judy Garland. Uh-huh, this is garland. You put around your Christmas tree. I figured I'd just use that as a bowl of hair. Look at that. Look at that. Did you see that? Uh-huh. And I got this here. I got a red hat. I always wear this. Uh-huh. But this here is Tisha. So I figured I'd put this here, and I got myself a Santa Claus hat. Don't you love it? <laughs> I look wonderful. It's so odd to hear C.B. Walker in a good mood. It doesn't last long, though. I, his whole show is a mess, right? Like, he takes callers, but you can't really understand the callers, but they're they're antagonizing C.B., What's your voice name here? It sounds like he's saying you look like um, Kentucky Fried Dick or something like that. I can't hear you. I know he said dick. You look like a sucking fried dick. Like you're sucking someone's dick? I can't hear what you say. I think you look like a sucking fried dick. I can't hear what you say. You look like a sucking fried dick. I can't wait to hear what you say. I think you look like a sucking fried dick. What's that you say? Oh, he's saying you look like a circumcised dick because of the hat on his head and, you know, the, the little tissue paper ball. Trying to piss CB Walker off, telling him he looks like a penis. Uh huh. What's your name, my friend? Thank you. <laughs> Thank. But you were watching, my friend. Yeah. yeah. That I understood. You look like a gay Christmas tree faggot. Yeah. See, there you go. He just said, "Yeah." He's watching. He said, "I look like a circumcised dick." How many times, there, ladies and gentlemen? He does kind of actually. I believe it was 15 times. And then at the end of that, he says, what's that? I look like a gay-ass Christmas tree. But he's sitting there watching, and I hear some folks in the background there laughing at what he said there. Uh-huh. 
So obviously there's a gangbang going on over there. Uh-huh. Whole bunch of you and your friends there. You sound Latin. So I think you got your vatos and your essays over there. Uh-huh. Got a little gangbang going on there. Uh-huh. Don't ride it too hard. Uh-huh. Make sure you're well lubricated. Good evening. It's the C.B. Walker Christmas Special. I ain't got time for this mess. Ladies and gentlemen. Oh, Lord, y'all bringing out the animal in me here. I ain't no animal, but you're bringing it out. I says I'm going to come here and I'm going to help you. It's the holiday season, y'all. You know, C.B. Walker's Christmas special is a lot like a standard episode of C.B.'s show. So far, the only thing different about it is he looks like a circumcised Christmas tree or whatever that guy was saying. All right, there you go. From the vault, C.B. Walker's Christmas show. Moving on now. Haley's comment provided a, a great compilation of uh, Tourette's videos. These are people with Tourette's. And the thing about Tourette's is, um, you know, it kind of manifests itself differently in every person. Some people just have those, like, ticks where they're like, fuck, piss. Yeah, I need to go to the grocery store and pick up some cut eggs. Other people make, like, animal sounds. Some people click with their mouths. You know, like that. So uh, I've got a variety here of uh, different ticks and uh, vocal manifestations, I guess, of Tourette's. Here's a woman trying to make a doctor's appointment. <laughs> She's either trying to make a doctor's appointment or her car won't start. <laughs> Hello? Yes, this is she. She keeps putting the phone on mute. So she'll say something, put the phone on mute, and then start ticking out. Oh, I'm so, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, my the sneezes are... I'm sorry, yeah, can you say that again? Tourette's ticks are so strange because half of them just sound fake. You know what I mean? Like, this woman could be acting. I'm so sorry. Can you repeat that one more time? Here's a younger girl. By the way, that uh, woman's name on TikTok is that Tourette's girl. Uh, here we got a younger girl talking about things she can't do with Tourette's. Things that I cannot do because of my Tourette's syndrome. Oh. <laughs> Part two. I can't sit exam. Oh. I can't I'm not allowed to sit exams in the same room as everyone else, but I couldn't do that anyway because I got taken out of the dyslexic kids because I am dyslexic. I'm not allowed to join the army, but I wasn't allowed to do that anyway because I'm blind in my left eye. Well, she has got a whole host of problems, but it makes sense that she wouldn't be allowed to join the army. Sometimes, you know, you have to be quiet. You don't want to give away your location if the uh, enemies are near, like hiding in a ditch or something. The Iranians will have no trouble finding you. Assuming we're going to war with the Iranians relatively soon here. Oh, this guy has Tourette's and he's trying to brush his teeth. Oh. I can't tell if these are just Tourette's people trying to be funny because he's brushing his teeth. He has a tick. The toothbrush goes flying and he starts brushing his eyelid. He gets tooth toothpaste in his eye. Ow. Oh, no. Oh. 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 
Trying to wash out his eye. His account is at Tourette's underscore lad underscore official. And again, some of these are so over the top. You're like, they, they, I don't think they really have Tourette's. But then there's like you know, normal sounding people. Things I can't do because of my Tourette's. It's like soft spoken. Things I can't do because of my Tourette's. <laughs> the most... <laughs> The most obvious place I can't go is to the cinema, so I can't see new films anymore because... Okay, no one can. You don't want to go to the cinema anymore. I'm not going to be able to sit quiet for... Fuck off. Wow, shut up. For two hours in a room full of quiet people. (laughs) And a bitch, wow. Another thing I can't do is sit exams with everyone else. That seems to be a running theme. You know, these, these Tourette's kids have to be put in a different room when they take tests. The last one I'm going to share with you is a father uh, of a couple kids. He has Tourette's, and together they're uh, they're playing Jenga, which just seems like he he would lose that game. Oh. Bob Hoskins loves rabbits. <laughs> Jesse Pinkman likes drugs. Yeah. All my victims are in the freezer <laughs> next to the pizza. <laughs> Hang on, now my go. Glory hole. Sex, bareback sex, <laughs> bareback. The kids are learning all sorts of fun words today. All right, there you go. Just some uh, Tourette's people having fun on TikTok. Hey, uh, Inuits? Is that how you pronounce it? In- Inuit? People? They're, they're Eskimos, right? Yeah, Inuits are a group of culturally similar uh, indigenous people inhabiting the Arctic region of Greenland, Canada, and Alaska. Eskimos. Apparently, Prince Charles and his wife, Camilla, were in Canada and some Inuits uh, were performing for them. They were doing like an Inuit song, which I don't think Prince Charles and Camilla had ever heard Inuits sing before because they couldn't contain their laughter. Oh, they're loving this uh, for all the wrong reasons. It's not very dignified, but to be honest... I know this is a cultural thing for the Inuits that they're, they're singing, but uh, it's it's fucking awful. They have to understand that the rest of the world um, is not going to respond well to this. <laughs> well, it's, it just sounds like fucking, musical fucking. <laughs> you can't hear Prince Charles and Camilla laughing, but the camera is on them. Camilla can't catch her breath. (laughs) She probably sounds like that laughing. I mean, it's not musical in the least. You know what I mean? Well, there you go. That's Inuit singing. How many indigenous people up there in Alaska are there? I think we just need to come to terms with the idea that some cultures, like, it's okay when they die off. Did they really contribute that much? They eat fish and they put, like, those, like, racket things on their feet. When they're walking through the snow, right? You know, they look like big badminton rackets. You know what I'm talking about? If it weren't for us white people, and I'm including Canadians here, no one whiter than them, these Eskimos would still be living in ice cube houses. 
entertaining themselves with their awful music. It's like a Yoko Ono performance. I think we finally figured out who's buying her atrocious CDs. Eskimos. That kind of makes sense. I got to say thanks to uh, DV listener Andy, who emailed me all the way back in June. And then again in December, because I missed the June email or forgot about it or something. And he says, I came across this song on Spotify. This is not a Linda Finkel Hall of Fame nominee. And it is not Inuit people making moaning and grunting noises. This is actually a good song called I Wonder What's Inside Your Butthole, as sung by a child. God, this is actually really good. Maybe there's my grandma on there. Hmm. I do wonder what's in there, though. Maybe there is some polka dots. Maybe there's a oh, like uh, like shit astronauts, poopanauts. Bottle. Maybe there's some glasses. Maybe there's a. lot like that toxic shock syndrome thing where they just like list things that could cause toxic shock syndrome or vagina cancer as they put it in the song day old chinese vagina cancer pekingese vagina cancer and then this song is more like you know all the stuff you might find inside of your anus they're, they're in your butthole i wonder what's inside your butthole to play this every time I read one of those stories where it's like a man had to go to the hospital and doctors found a Nintendo 64 controller up his ass. You just know it had a rumble pack in there. Alright, the song is called I Wonder What's Inside Your Butthole. It's by Jolie, J-O-L-E-E, and it's available on Spotify. Check it out, add it to your playlist, etc. etc. Moving on. The final clip I have for you today is a relationship in turmoil. The only time we tend to feature relationships here on the show. This relationship is pretty much over. How do I know that? The woman is not allowed in this dude's house. She's screaming at him through his bathroom window. She's outside trying to peek in. You need what? I can't give you anything. No, I can't. Please don't call. You're recording me. Yeah. Why? Because you're crazy and you won't leave. Like you didn't get this upset over Georgia? You had an abortion. I didn't. That first of all, I'm convinced almost that wasn't even mine. Really? Yeah. Things are escalating at a nice pace here. And how would you figure it would Because I can't have kids. Oh. Really? Mm-hmm. Audience, where are you? You want to make sure he hasn't had a vasectomy before you start accusing him of being the father of your kid. You know, I hate to say this, but as far as crazy ex-girlfriend videos go, this is pretty civilized. No one's really raising their voice. It's more of a whining. You want to hear a freak out, you got to go full on hillbilly. And I happen to have one of those videos here. This is literally out front of a trailer 
an ex-girlfriend has stopped by to uh, just stir some shit up with her ex-boyfriend. Oh, he handcuffs her, by the way, because she's so out of control. But somehow she gets loose. I didn't do nothing. Let me get the other cuff off of you. Yeah, she she gets um, one of the cuffs off of uh, one of her wrists, so the handcuffs are just sort of dangling off the other arm. The other cuff. The one cuff that I'm fucking unleashed from. <laughs> I'm starting this video in the middle of the altercation because uh, the, the first minute or so is just um, almost like a preamble to the main event. Stop. 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 Fuck you and your new girlfriend and the wife. Bridget, you don't fucking stop. Come on, let's go home. It's okay. Fuck you and fuck everyone else. Yeah, she's just mad at the world. Don't bite me. Don't bite me. Don't bite me. Don't bite me. Come on, don't bite me. Don't bite me. She has wrapped herself around him. Like, she has him in a headlock. He's grabbing her, I think, by the pussy, but not in a sexual way. It's just like... It, we're 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 just we're intertwined at this point. It's the only way we can walk around together. Get the handcuff off of her. Right. And you know, get get the. Uh, let so me get the handcuff. Let me get the handcuff off you. <laughs> Put your foot down. Yeah. Put your foot down. Oh, maybe he's grabbing let him her take foot. Yeah. Okay. She's calming down now. Fuck you, Robbie. Oh. Fuck you. And my dad, and every person that ever thought that we would fucking work out because I swear. Ow. Oh, she headbutted him. Oh, shit. That's not nice. Come on. <laughs> he is showing considerable restraint here. Quit being so mean. Come on. Sissy? Did he say sissy as in sister? And then earlier, she was complaining she was mad at her dad, too. Like, basically, everyone she's fucking. Her brother, her daddy. Hey, stop fighting me so I can get these off. You're such an asshole. Hey, come on. Don't fight me. He's trying to get the handcuffs off you. You're such an asshole, Robbie. Jesus. No, I didn't know it. Whatever I started dating you. Stop. I think they're going to end up together. I I just got a feeling that these crazy kids are going to work things out. You can't get the handcuffs on. He desperately wants to free himself of her. Boy, if this isn't a metaphor for their relationship, handcuff business. There. Leave. Oh, she's free. And more importantly, he's free. That's how you break up with someone. All right, and with that, let's get into the crazy bizarre twist. Do not fuck up news. All right, now. If you like Distorted View Daily, I could sure use your help. Sign up for the Sideshow DV's member site, where you get full access to the entire archive of programs. More importantly, every week we do exclusive shows just for paying freaks. Yesterday we did a Sideshow exclusive podcast, and then a couple days before that on Tuesday, another Sideshow program. Uh, Every week we do at least two. Plus, like I mentioned, there are thousands of shows in the archives spanning all the way back to 2004. There are uh, also old videos and stuff. 
Occasionally, we'll do video casts. Check it out. Superfreaksideshow.com. All major credit cards and PayPal accepted. We're running some uh, holiday specials right now, so memberships are at a very low price. Act now. You will be helping to ensure that uh, this podcast continues on for a long, long time. Thank you to all of my Sideshow members. There are other ways to support the stupidity. You've got a Patreon account. Patreon.com slash view, where you can pledge as little as a dollar. There are some perks, like if you pledge $5, you get access to a special voicemail line where I'll, I will play your calls first, yada, yada, yada. Check it out. Patreon.com slash view, And finally, we've got a store chock full of love and merchandise. Store.distortedview.com. Bunch of new stuff for uh, 2020. Just added them recently for the holidays. Check out the store. Again, store.distortedview.com. All right. Three very quick stories. Now, <laughs> first up, a woman says her 34 titties won't stop growing. This sounds like a horror film. The tits that took Manhattan. Yeah. And, you know, she's already more than halfway through the alphabet with those breasts. What happens when she gets to Z's, 34 Z's? She's done with our alphabet. I think she's going to have to move over to kanji. I'm 34, squiggly, hook, and two dots. You know that jib-jab Japanese alphabet? She says that she's in excruciating back pain from carrying around the extra weight. Kayla Romero, 27, also said her boobs are so large that her nipples are becoming bigger than the size of her own palms. Everyone, look at your hands right now. Look at the palm of your hands. That's how big this bitch's areolas are. I know she wants her breast reduced, but I don't know if nipples work that way. Like, if you reduce the boob, do the nipples shrink too? I don't think so. I think if she goes down to a B-sized cup, she's still going to have hand size areolas basically going to cover most of her boob. going to end up looking like a very Gorbachev-esque birthmark. I'm so curious, more so than the tits. Like, okay, I, I understand what a big boob looks like, but the the nipples are, are fascinating. The areolas, right? The size of a... So, like, when it's cold outside, how thick are the nipples? I need to see these things. I need to. Kayla, who lives in Houston, Texas, everything's bigger in Texas, derp, 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 said her bust has continued to increase in size since she was 12. Was she, like, raised under power lines or something? Her house built o- over radioactive material? All right, uh, she says her bust has continued to increase size since she was 12, and she's already outgrowing two 34-0 bras that she bought in November for $108. She said it's hard enough trying to find size O bras, which are also pricey. I have no idea how I'm going to find size P's. I don't even want to think about how expensive they will be. I've already had a look online for the next size up because my boobs are already starting to overspill out of my bra, but I haven't seen a P anywhere. It's a nightmare. I'm looking at photographs of her and she's not like thi- like you know super thinner, but she's not like fat. It's not a fat issue. Although it's hard to tell, got the big tits and then anything by comparison is going to look tiny. When Kayla was 12 and pretty much flat chested, her mom bought her a training bra for the first time. She said it was a good fit. Within a week, it didn't fit me anymore as my boobs quickly started to grow. Ah, puberty. Within a matter of three months, I had reached a size double D. You must have been a very popular girl in school. Those tits that you're complaining about now? 
Those things had you sailing through your high school years. All right, I reached a size double D, and since then, my boobies uh, kept growing and growing. One of my most vivid memories from around this time was during gym class at school. One of the school bullies started laughing at my boobs. I always thought that was crazy. Like, girls would make fun of other girls with big tits. When they should really just turn it around and start making fun of the girl with the tiny tits. Like, look, guys are going to give me whatever I want because they want to stick their head in between my chest. You're going to have a hard time in life, honey. Who's going to want you with those itty-bitty titties? I guess the bully said that she had a boob job. Quote, they told me not to run too fast or I'll give myself a black eye. That is a mean thing to say, but also good advice. You probably could take out an eye with that thing. Uh, The other kids would sing, Do your boobs hang low? Do they wobble to the floor? Which doesn't rhyme. It's a bad song. Isn't it like, Do your boobs hang low? Do they wobble to and fro? Low rhymes with fro. Whatever. From that point on, I became the laughing stock of my school. I was mortified, and I couldn't understand why I was so different from all the other girls. No one else had double Ds at the age of 12. It's so great because God really has cursed her in, in a way because you know, she's got the big tits, which is great. But then she's got the palm-sized areolas. Also, Kayla is only five foot tall. I bet you her tits really do just drag on the floor there. All right, she says that she has constant excruciating back pain from carrying around the extra weight of her huge boobs and is desperate to undergo, uh, undergo, undergo, undergo breast reduction surgery. She has launched a crowd funder to finance a breast reduction. No guy is going to donate to that. Uh, She said, my boobs hold me back from doing so much. My house is a wreck at the moment because I'm in too much pain to be able to get around and clean properly. At the point where it's like a health issue like this, doesn't health insurance kick in? Oh, wait, we live in America. She says, my boobs go right down to my belly button without a bra. Holy fuck. So it's... (laughs) It's even hard to clean myself and take care of personal hygiene. This news story is not working as a great personal ad for yourself. Texas heat goes above 100 degrees. (laughs) She's like, so I stink too. A big old sweaty titties. Imagine having O's in those temperatures. I get heat rashes under my boobs, which leaves me with scars and my bras dig into my skin and sometimes leave me with bleeding cuts. Also, it's weird when you have such big tits that you're almost at the end of the alphabet. People get brazen with you. She said in the past, I've had strangers walk up to me and they ask me if my boobs are real. And then some have even grabbed them to see if they're fake. I've even had someone come up and motorboat me. She says because of this, she doesn't really go out anymore as my boobs just seem to be a target for creepy and weird people. She says, I want to be able to go out and experience life. I want to be able to bend over without getting lightheaded. And I don't want to keep having to buy new bras every couple of months for the rest of my life. So like we mentioned, uh, she has set up a GoFundMe page. Uh, She lives in Great Britain, it looks like, because this is a UK GoFundMe site. This poor girl. She's looking to raise $15,000. But again, what is a medical procedure? These tits are going to end up strangling her in her sleep at some point. There is now media coverage on this broad. You would think she would be able to raise more than $38. But that is where the GoFundMe is currently at. (laughs) Pretty sad. You better find out where to get pea-sized bras ASAP. 
you ain't getting that reduction. All right, second story we have for you today. You know my favorite episode of Saved by the Bell. It's the one where Jesse gets addicted to caffeine pills because that's a thing that happens. Where are we going? You're singing tonight. Singing? Yeah. Tonight? Come on. Wait, what am I going to wear? Jesse, remember? Lisa's bringing your costume. Right, I got to wash my hair. No, there's no time. No time. There's never any time. I don't have time to study. I'll never get into Stanford. I'll let everyone down. I'm so confused. Jesse, hey. Hey, just calm down. It's okay. You're right. It's okay. Everything will be okay. Yeah. I just need one of these. What is that, a crack rock? Cocaine? Barbies? What are you taking over there, Jesse? Pills. You mean you really are taking drugs? I need them. Jesse, give me those. I need them, Zach. I have to sing. That's none of those things. It's basically a pill that's the equivalent to a cup of coffee. Give me those. I need them, Zach. I have to sing. Jesse, you can't sing tonight. Yes, I can. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. If only Red Bull existed back in the early 90s. Like, this, this wouldn't be an episode. So excited! I'm so scared! Girl Jesse, is Jesse. freaking out over a cappuccino in a capsule. Well, of all the episodes of Saved by the Bell, what stands out to Elizabeth Berkeley, of course, is the one where her character, Jesse Spano, becomes addicted to caffeine pills. Ah! Oh. Now I can't shut that audience up. Yes, on a very special Saved by the Bell, the gang dealt with the very real topic of drug addiction in the most recalculous way possible. If they would have done the episode on, like, sniffing glue, viewers would have taken that episode a little more seriously. Instead, it kind of became a laughing stock. but I don't think Elizabeth Berkeley got the memo. Like, that's why... The episode is so memorable. It's because, you know, we're we're making fun of it. It's funny. It's ridiculous. Elizabeth Berkeley's like, yes, we really got a chance to spread our wings, deal with some real dramatic moments. It was an acting challenge of a lifetime. I have no idea why this is a real news story right now, but it is. Someone recently interviewed Elizabeth Berkeley and found out that uh, the caffeine pills that were used in the episode, those were actually candy they were red hots you know sugar addiction is almost worse than the caffeine pills you know i mean like sugar causes diabetes you could lose a foot while the pills were fake the drama was real berkeley remembered being amazed to see how much of an impact that episode had again not so much an impact it's memorable because it's so dumb although she acknowledges that the script for jesse's song stood apart from others quote when we shot it Mark Paul, remember, Zach, that's Zach Morris. Uh, Mark Paul and I were just so excited to have something a little more juicy because we had really been trained actors, you know? We'd been doing this light comedy. Basically, the biggest problem was, who's going to ask who to the dance? And then here comes this script, and we were like, oh, my God, we get to go for it. I think because we had that chemistry is why it kind of had this interesting staying power in pop culture. no has nothing to do with your chemistry with fucking Zach Morris. Because you're going into some sort of, like, drug-fueled, frenzied version of the Pointer Sisters. I'm so excited. It was funny. Listen to this bitch taking herself so seriously. She goes on to, A lot of real emotions came up. It was real. It was raw. 
and very adolescent, and we went for it. That's for sure. On the next episode of Saved by the Bell, Lisa Turtle gets a hangnail. Uh, despite the fact she's all, you know, an actor, and this is serious, and I'm just so glad to be part of this scene, blah, 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 you know, all that shit. I'm so excited! <laughs> I'm so excited! She was very excited about that scene. She uh, she did, she can't joke about it. She posted on her Instagram uh, page um, back during election day. It says it's election day and we're all Jesse Spano right now. I'm so scared. And she included that clip. Final story we have for you today. Hey, Bitcoin is on uh, quite a tear. I have I have just a tiny, tiny, tiny amount in Bitcoin, and I just bought some of it earlier this year. I, I think I have like a hundred bucks maybe in Bitcoin. Although maybe I have more in it. I don't know, because I checked my uh, my Robinhood account, and it says uh, my current por- portfolio is worth $226. So I'm thinking about retiring. Feeling pretty comfortable that I could spend the rest of my life uh, on that $226. Why am I mentioning Bitcoin? Well, one of the loudest proponents of Bitcoin has been John McAfee. That loony Ben. As a matter of fact, a few years ago, John made a bold and maybe drug-fueled prediction. That prediction was um, Bitcoin would reach a million dollars. One Bitcoin would be worth one million dollars. Now, Bitcoin is doing really well right now. It crossed the the $20,000 threshold. Yeah, that is a far cry from a million. And actually, John McAfee made a bet that Bitcoin would be valued at a million dollars. And if his prediction turned out to be wrong, he informed his 840,000 Twitter followers he would eat his own penis. And he would do it on live television. And best of all, he gave his prediction a time frame. Bitcoin would reach a million dollars by the end of, you guessed it, 2020. It is looking unlikely that Bitcoin would see gains in the range of like $100,000 a day from now until the end of the year. Now, he made this prediction back in 2017, and then in 2018, Newsweek uh, asked him about it, and he said, I absolutely stand by my million-dollar prediction. That was right after, apparently, uh, Bitcoin tanked to under uh, $6,000. He says it's still two and a half years away in which two things will happen. One, Bitcoin will continue to grow. And uh, two, the U.S. dollar and other currencies will devalue. A website has been set up. I don't know when this went live, but you can go to the uh, it's just dickening.com as in the dickening. There's a countdown clock, time until dickening as of the recording of the show. It it was uh, 12 days, 14 hours, 49 minutes. There's also a selection of tweets from John McAfee. The first prediction came in, like I said, in 2017, where he said uh, Bitcoin would be $500,000 in three years. He says, if not, I will eat my dick on national television. Then he revised that. He says, when I predicted Bitcoin at 500K, by the end of 2020, it used a model that predicted $5,000 at the end of 2017. Well, Bitcoin has accelerated much faster than my model assumptions. I now predict Bitcoin at a million. By the end of 2020, I will still eat my dick if wrong. Now, you may be saying, Tim, well, that was 2017 and 2018. Surely this year, 
John has to have realized that uh, it was unlikely that Bitcoin was going to reach a million dollars. Well, let's turn to the tweets earlier this year. This is July, where, you know, Bitcoin is nowhere near a million. He says, my Bitcoin bet date has always been December 31st, 2020. When asked in July if I was going to eat my dick in three years, I naturally said yes. I'll still eat my dick. Just wait. This could be the greatest pay-per-view special in the history of the medium. If it was any other person than John McAfee, I'd be like, oh, well, this guy is just going to totally renege on his bet or whatever. There's no way he's going to eat his dick. But this is John McAfee. There's there's like a there's a there's there's a slim chance he could actually cut off his dick in front of us and fry it up and eat it. Like 2020 has been so awful. This would just be a great way to end this awful year. Um, they did some math on the dickening. Uh, so John McAfee says it's going to be a million <laughs> worth a million dollars or one Bitcoin is, is a million dollars. It's currently at 22,936. That means Bitcoin will have to increase in value by $977,000 in like 11 or 12 days or whatever. You all should be bookmarking, making dickening.com your homepage. That, my friends, is your distorted news for Friday. Let's do a couple voicemails and get the hell out of here. Next week, we've got a short week because uh, it is the holidays. Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, there will be new episodes of DV. I'm taking Christmas Eve and Christmas Day off. And then I'll be back uh, the following week to continue the nonsense. Uh, the other thing I wanted to mention is we're going to switch things up because I want to give my Sideshow members more shows. So Monday is going to be a Sideshow exclusive podcast, as is Wednesday. Non-paying freaks are only getting one uh, new episode of DV. I think we'll do a best of show either on Monday or Wednesday or something. You guys can listen to some past episodes uh, for the holidays. Meanwhile, Sideshow freaks will be getting some new stuff. Great time to sign up. Superfreaksideshow.com. You know what else is great? Voicemailing me, 206-666-4463. Oh, there are many ways to contact me. Show at distortedview.com. I'm all over social media, at distortedview on Twitter and Instagram. Facebook.com slash distortedviewshow, yada, yada, yada. All right, let's check in with a patron first. Hey, Tim, it's Megan. Uh, I was talking to the love lady cat lady the other night on Discord. Yeah. Yeah, Love Lady Cat Lady speaks to me. I don't know why either. Um, but she started me thinking, because she was saying how the Patreon is so cool or it's a good deal or whatever, because you just pay $5, and then you get the voicemail line, and you call whenever you want, and Tim has to play it. Right. That's the deal. And I know you're not, like, contractually obligated to play it, but it started me wondering, like, is there a line? Is there something I could call and do or say that then you wouldn't play my voicemail? I would start to play it. I don't know if I would finish it. At all. I mean, I don't think I've really cut off anyone on on the the Patreon line. Most people who, who sign up for, for Patreon and call into the show are like fans of the program and at least kind of like me as a person. They're not trying to ruin me. <laughs> so, so far, I haven't had any issues. The only thing is sometimes people will call in multiple times in a row love a lady cat lady and calls it like seven times because she can't get the voicemail right you know she's you know doing it over and over so i won't play all those i'll just play the most recent one but um yeah if you call in i will play your 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 voicemail 
because it was so terrible or offensive or something? No, I'll let you say whatever you want as long as, you know, it's nothing that is criminal that, you know, that I could get in trouble for. I mean, if it reflects poorly on you, I don't give a shit. And as a follow-up, could you tell me exactly what that is so that uh, <laughs> 14 or 15 of these faggots can call you up and do it every single day? <laughs> yeah, I'm not falling for that again. Not going to give you advice to ruin my show. You have to figure that stuff out on your own. Although I will tell you this, um, nothing sounds worse than when you try to play music over the telephone. Maybe you could go that route. See, I'm giving you help now. I, I told you I wasn't going to do that. Play some awful music on loop or something. Hey, Timmy Boo. This is Malin, longtime listener. Hi, Malin. Uh, started listening back when I was probably 14. Is this the same guy that just called in, but he became a, a patron? Because I, I thought he said his name was Megan at first, like the first caller. But it could be Malin. Years old. I'm... Now I'm playing regular voicemails from two months ago. It's just odd that it just happens to be from the same guy. 29. Awful. Anyways. Happy birthday. Uh, was listening to your Granny Got Her Cookies episode of your podcast. And it, and, and I'm driving. Um, and this was the first episode I've listened to in the career, if you want to call it, of my listening to your show. And... Uh, I, I almost I almost ran off the road just being just oh god man so funny oh you like granny porn do you okay I I found your weak spot maybe I'll do some more granny porn soon TV it is sexual member bunny calling in again I like been calling in a lot recently okay. and I like never call in um, just wanted to prove unicorn hamster wrong. We smell worse. Um, you're talking about someone's talking about nominating Love Lady Cat Lady as like the queen of the pussy posse, and I'm like, oh. hell yeah, go for it! Okay. Like, not only is she calling in constantly to provide great content with her stories of just you know her falling apart constantly. Love that. Um, she does a lot for the show. Like, yeah, she does. She just out of like the love of her heart, <laughs> in her heart. Um, does so much for like other freaks for you and stuff yes. just because she loves the show so much. Yes, she does. She um, she's done artwork for um, for merchandise. She is collecting money for um, a Christmas present for me, which is very nice. By the way, you can contact Love Lady Cat Lady if you'd like to donate. And um, I'm hoping it's going to be a la- a large cash donation uh, so I can afford a PS5. And yeah. Do you know how hard it is to secure one of those fucking PS5s? It's so much work, I feel like we should be getting paid for it. Like, I I have gone through so much to uh, get one of these things. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just calling to be nice. I um, love her, and I love you, Timugu. All right, bye. Well, thank you very much. And yes, uh, Love Lady Cat Lady is great. Everyone, well, most people love Love Lady Cat Lady. I don't want to make it sound like everyone does because that's when people come out of the woodworks and say horrible things about people. Hello, Tim. You're a spitting image of your mother. Well, that's a horrible thing to say as well. I mean, you know, nothing wrong with my mom, but she's a a lady, a woman, an old woman. I'm a man, a strong, young, virile man full of testosterone and facial hair and muscles. Nothing like my mother. All right, uh, that is all the time we have on this edition of the show. Watch you guys to email me, show at distortedview.com. 
RecordReview.com is our official website. Voicemail on for you, 206-666-4463. That's 206-666-OGOD. Is it OGOD? What's that? I look like a gay-ass Christmas tree. Spread the distortion. STD, tell all your friends about the show. Don't forget to rate us and review us wherever you can criticize podcasts. Remember, next week's going to be a little bit different. Monday's program is going to be Sideshow exclusive. If you want to hear it, you got to sign up. Superfreaksideshow.com. Otherwise, I will see you back on Tuesday. Guys, have a great weekend. Bye, everybody. This has been another excellent podcast from the Scribe Media Group. Learn more at scribe.net.